This is a sermon podcast from Ashland First United Methodist Church in Ashland, Oregon. Visit us online at ashlandmethodist.org for more sermons like this, church information, and how to get involved. Ashland Methodist, a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors. Um, I'm going to try to do two things at the same time. And I'm trying something relatively new. So I am kind of putting myself on the creative line, risking looking like a total idiot. But that's okay. Because when we're doing something creative, that's kind of what we have to do. We kind of throw ourselves in and try to let go of judgment and um, let the spirit move. And so that's what I'm going to be doing today. I've been doing pottery for quite a long time, but I stopped for about 10 years. In fact, I got rid of most of my equipment and then it hit me again. And uh, I had to get equipment again and have just started up again. And I've only, I made one sculpture long, long ago, and then I recently took a sculpture class and made another one, and this is only my third sculpture ever. So um, I've done throwing and hand building and all other kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm nervous about this, and so we'll see how this goes. So um, I started doing pottery during a time when I was in great stress. And Bonnie Morgan, who's a potter in Ashland, um, did a workshop for our, my school. I worked in an Eagle Point. And um, I had such a good time doing it with the kids that I said, um, do you ever do classes like for grown-ups? And she said, oh, I'm just starting to open my studio and talent. And when she did, I started taking and it really helped a lot. Um, get me through that time. So usually, I have this sitting on my clay table. Um, I don't use a real candle because I'm terrified that I'll forget and burn my studio down. And um, so I, it says, may God bless you and keep you. And it's just a nice little candle. And I always just say a brief prayer saying, God, guide my hands, my thoughts, my feelings, my desires. I pray that you will be in all I create. Amen. And then I said about my work. So, I'll show you what I've got so far. And I hope you'll realize I can't do um, even a whole lot in this in 20 minutes time, but that's okay. So it's going to be a hair, H-A-R-E. And this is my little guy so far. I have made made many revisions on him. I have done a a Heine reduction like (laughs) three times. I may have to do another one. I also had to do a tummy tuck. Uh, because my granddaughter informed me that, um, yes, they have a tummy, but not that big. And I said, she's right. And then I said, you know, I think I am 
somehow sculpting my own body into this hair. So I, I'm trying to get away from that and getting to my sources. And I'm actually, you know, artists use um, pictorial sources all the time. I made a hair and uh, it was a tubular one with just arms and a head for a garden. And I decided I wanted to try doing one with legs, which is a challenge. But I just happened to find this uh, clay magazine from England that was about making hair. So I thought, well, I'm gonna use that as a, a resource. It, it has helped a little. Um, so I, I wanted to start out by asking if you have ever heard or thought any of these things. I don't have a creative bone in my body. Some people are born creative. I'm not one of those people. There's nothing I can do about my lack of creativity. I wish God had blessed me with a gift of being able to sing, dance, paint, play a musical instrument, just anything creative. Oh, well, I have other gifts. Well, I remember... Be saying, getting that message from really early in my childhood. Um, our family, the kids in my family were introduced as, I was the youngest of four, and I remember this vividly. This is Sharon, our smart one. This is Jerry the creative one. I don't know if they ever directly said that, but there was implications of that. This is Paul. He's the sick one. And this is Carol, as I would be hiding behind my mother, the shy one. And um, so I kind of got the hint that there was only, we were only allowed one creative one. I don't know how I got that idea, but that's what I thought. And my brother Jerry was it, and he is incredibly creative. Um, he was, uh, he's retired now, but he was a contractor in the Monterey Bay area. He's made beautiful homes on 17 Mile Drive. He does beautiful work. Um, so the thing that I, I don't know if you have these vivid school memories about creating, but my main memory in kindergarten was the first time I painted on one, you know those big easels with the big gloppy brushes and the big paper? It was the first time I got to paint on there. I was so excited. And I just painted and painted and um, I ended up with this, I took the painting down and the paint was streaming down it. I mean, it was gloppy. And I remember saying, I'm gonna take this and show my mommy. I was so excited and my teacher looked at me with kind of a, I don't know, a, 
kind of a pained expression, and she said, oh, Carol, you don't want to do that. And, you know, I know she wasn't meaning to be unkind, but I, the next time it was time to paint, I wasn't very eager. I watched from a distance as kids. I was really, really sensitive. I watched from a distance as kids use those bright colors and those wonderful, luscious, gooey brushes and thought, well, it's not going to be good enough. And um, I also remember when I was young, do you remember those kids in your class? Maybe you were one of them. I, I'm sorry if you were one. Not that I'm sorry that you were one, but I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to degrade you. But this, I remember those kids who were either the musician or the singer or the artist in the class. And um, those, I wanted to be the person that the kids would come up to and say, Carol, would you draw the picture on the cover of my report? And I wanted to be that person. I was never one of those people. And uh, I thought, oh, well, it's just not what I was born to do, I guess. Um, so for those of you who have feelings of not being creative, do you kind of remember those times when you were kind of turned off to your creative self? For me, by the time I was in junior high, I was convinced that I was not creative, so I stopped even trying. What's the use of trying if you're if you're not even, this is looking more like a wolf. Um, what's the use of trying if, if you're just not born to do this? And so I kind of gave up and, um, you know, decided that that's kind of was it. I'm not creative and that's how it goes. Ooh, get eyes on him. Now he looks like a dragon. Maybe I'll make a, uh, ooh, he looks kind of evil here. So, um, so I kind of hung on to those ideas about creativity until um, I graduated from college. And uh, I applied to be a US-2 missionary with the Board of Global Ministries of the United Methodist Church. And the US-2 program was designed for young people coming out of college who might be interested in uh, church-related careers. And so I had been trained as a, as a teacher, and I went to uh, an inner-city area in Tampa, Florida, and taught. And to get through this process, you had to get a psychiatric test done, and um, be deemed okay because you were in, you were going to be in very stressful situations. Um, and we were young people, and so they wanted to make sure we were going to be able to handle it. Well, I remember sitting in the office of the, uh, 
psychiatrist waiting to hear the results of my test. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to show that I am as stupider than a gnat. And can you see how high my self-esteem was by then? And not only that, I'm probably a nutcase. Later on, when I was talking to other US2 folks at our uh, training, um, all the others felt the same way. So I decided, I guess that's part of being 20-something. And uh, when I went in, he said, well, I want to let you know that if you want to get your PhD, you're perfectly capable, more than capable of doing that. And my eyes got really big. I got okay grades, but they were not incredible. Um, I did, got A's in all my education classes because that's what I was interested in, and the rest I did fine in. Um, and he said, you are incredibly creative. <laughs> and I said, there's something wrong with the test. <laughs> I really thought there was something wrong with the test. I go, you've got to be kidding. There is, I don't have creativity. It's my brother. My brother has creativity. I'm the shy one. And, and he said, well, you know, you may not have found your creative outlet, but you, trust me, you really are creative. And, I, and he said, you know, we get messages when we're young, messages that aren't correct. And as we mature and grow, we need to kind of course correct. And so I said, well, this is a big course correction here. <laughs> I mean, it blew my mind and it changed my life, just that bit of information. I left going, you believe him and those tests, and all this time you have believed all these people who have sent me messages about my creativity. Huh. Maybe it's up to me to decide. And so I decided to try testing those assumptions I had made to myself, for myself. And I had the opportunity through teaching to really use my, utilize my creativity. And that gave me some confidence. When I went to graduate school in Nashville, decided I was gonna make straight A's, and I did. I never made straight A's. <laughs> Two years of straight A's. Couldn't believe it. That's the same school Dorita graduated from. Um, we both got our master's in Christian education, in, uh, but not at the same time. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I, um, when I came to the uh, Rogue Valley, I started really learning and reading and thinking about creativity and related it to my own, my spiritual life. 
And I thought about this scripture that we had this morning about creation. The first thing that happens, the first sentence in the Bible is God created. God created. And then I thought, we're made in the image of God. We have a creative spirit in our DNA. It is a part of who we are. It is a part of our soul. And then I thought, all those years that I had been repressing and stuffing down my creativity, what would happen if I just tried all this stuff and blew the top off and just tried? And if I did it without sitting there judging myself every two seconds about, is it good enough? Does it look better than this person's? Oh, I'm not a Van Gogh. Oh, I'm not the best potter in the world. I obviously am not the best sculptor in the world. I'm learning. That's okay. And I thought, what if, what if I was born with this creativity and I felt sort of like I had sinned by denying it. I felt like I had been shutting off an important part of who I was as a spiritual being. And so that really began my real journey. And I try all different kinds of things. My mother used to say, because I would take all these different sports classes in the summer, you know, I would do golf and archery, and, you know, if they had had rugby or anything, I would have tried it. I never stayed in anything very long, but I had a great time doing it. And so she'd always say, Carol, you're a jack of all trades and master of none. And she's right, but I'm now proud of it. And I claim that for myself. It's a wonderful feeling to feel free to create and enjoy that creation without this weight on me of, well, you're not good enough. You can't do this. It's very freeing. So the gift of creativity can take many different forms. It can be like the cook who suddenly looks away from the recipe and says, heck with this, I'm going to put my own spices in. It's like uh, I was thinking of Elaine Shanafeld, talking about people here, who does uh, quilting. Even if you follow a pattern, you have to pick out the right colors, and it has to go together. And you put your heart and soul and your hands on that, and it's like you're blessing that piece of fabric. Or like uh, Peggy and um, her sweet hubby, who worked in Central and South America as missionaries. Do you realize the creativity it takes to do that in circumstances that are difficult and sometimes dangerous? It takes a lot of creativity to do that. I'm thinking this weekend of... Um, uh, yeah. Bruce He is uh, in the desert with Pam, 
Um, they are uh, in Brothers, Oregon. I guess there's a sisters and there's a brothers. It's in the middle of nowhere, I guess, because in order to launch rockets, you have to be in the middle of nowhere. I didn't know he did this. He built this huge, I mean, this huge rocket, and they're going out there to set that rocket off. So he not only is musical, he is scientific, and... Um, Pam is going, and I said, well, what are you going to do? And she says, well, there's not much there. And she said, so I'm going to paint. So she's going out with her watercolors, and she's going to paint. And I said, you're going to have a wonderful time, even though you're out in the middle of nowhere. And you can go blast off, and it'll be fun. So um, not only do we have creativity in the Old Testament, we definitely have it in the New Testament. Um, who can deny that Jesus was incredibly creative? I mean, the story that we had about the mud with the blind man, I'm going, he didn't need to do that. He could have just said, be healed, and he would have been healed. But he knew he needed to find a way, a visual way, so that the man and others would have faith and would believe that a miracle had happened. And so he picked up plain old mud, maybe it had clay in it, and put it on his eyes. Jesus took old, uh, testament, uh, old stories, old Jewish stories that had been around forever, and he changed them and made them into his own. Storytelling is a big part of, um, is a huge part of his culture, and um, that he had learned from the time he was very small. So um, it's very cool to um, to see that in uh, in Jesus. So it really doesn't matter if we are the best or even at all competent at doing what we're doing. What matters is the connection we make to ourselves and to God as we create. Um, it truly is, it truly is a meditative and spiritual practice. Sometimes I get lost. I know a lot of you have experienced this when you're playing music or whatever you do that's creative, you get lost and all of a sudden you wake up and you go, oh my gosh, two hours have gone by. What happened? You're in that, that zone and it's a beautiful place to be. And I think that's the time when we really are connecting to spirit. So how can we how can we start exercising our creative selves? Well, I suggest that you try some new things. Maybe when you were a kid, you always wanted to draw, but felt like you weren't that artist. You know, we are so lucky there are tons of things on Pinterest on drawing. You know, or just sit down outside in your garden and pick up your pencil and draw what you see. Maybe write about it. Uh, write a little poem about what you see. 
Um, I take classes. I love taking classes because you get to be with other people who are trying to do the same crazy thing of discovering their creativity. And, um, and you find kind of this fellowship. Um, I was at a clay folk meeting yesterday, and my thought was, these are so earthy, such earthy people. And I'm going, we work with the earth. They really are earthy people. They're great to be around and to talk about and to talk with and about. They're eager to learn new things. We had a member there who was who worked in, um, in the movie industry for 30 years. And he took those skills and materials he had collected off the movie lot. And he now cars these beautiful stamps and you know, roller stamps and stuff for his, um, well, it's looking more like, a, I think, a giraffe right now. <laughs> I'm trying out the side. Ugh, he's huge. I don't have to do a lot of, I have a lot of work to do on this body and this head. But um, um, like I said, it is what it is today. So um, he was, he makes uh, stamps, he carves stamps and uh, stuff for himself and he also sells them and he did a whole talk on these materials he used that he found that worked really well and he found them on the set and I said, where that, we don't work in Hollywood, where he said, well, here's where you can find them and everyone was intently watching him as he experimented with these things. It was so much fun. You learn so much and it's just fun. So I suggest you try many different things until you find the niche that just sings in your heart. Or just do what I do, bounce from one thing to another and back again and back and forth and let go of judgment and ask God to be in you as you create. So though we are all born with creative potential, few of us become lifetime creators. In order to, to keep our innate creator awake, we need to really daily seek opportunities to reflect on our experiences and insights. And then you take those reflections and you put them in the form of whatever makes your heart sing, whether it's painting or uh, making that beautiful pot of soup, whatever it is, and um, expressing your talent. We have been given creative spirits by our creator. It's up to us to either awaken those spirits or let them just lie dormant like they've always been and let them sleep away inside of us. But I'm going to finish with this thought. What if all of us, if everyone in the world awoke their, their creative spirit, woke, the, woke it up, do you realize the potential that we would have? We would solve the problems of war. We would solve the environmental problems. These are all things that can be solved with creativity and dedication. And if we all had that, if we all got that going, I mean, 
we would just blow the top off this world. It would be incredible. So I hope this week that you will, for yourself, start asking God, where are you leading me in my creative life? And, or if you don't have a creative life, say, God, awaken it within me and guide me and show me what I am to be doing. Because, dang, it's so much fun. And I want that joy for all of you. Thank you very much.